Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight, this glorious night, this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday. And yes, I got a word for the singles on tonight. And maybe some women that are not single, you may can glean from this message on tonight. Y'all, I'm so glad that I'm still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am enjoying my life life with Jesus. How about you? God is great and he is greatly to be praised. And y'all, I was like, "Mm -mm. I I have to, I have to talk about this on tonight. Now I'm going to be talking about things that's dealing with us women. Yes, in particular. And so I was like, let me get my exact topic on tonight. And it's just two words. It's just two words. I matter. I matter. I matter. And so, women, we have to realize this. And this, as some may know, and the world, U.S. or whatever, maybe just the U.S. is recognizing this as Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And many times, I'm not saying to the men, if you're listening, that you haven't suffered domestic violence because, okay, I know, you know, some men have. But uh, on this I Am Worth It podcast, I'm going to chime in on the women uh, that have experienced domestic violence and how um, if they haven't, they can make sure that they know the warning signs of a man that may uh, eventually, uh, they may eventually be found in a domestic violence situation and how you can spot these men out. But um, listen, God is so wonderful to me and I, I... I just got to share this with y'all and a lot of things, you know, a lot of things I have shared because I want someone to be helped. I want someone to be delivered. I want somebody to feel great about the person that God have made them to be. And some things we do not have to accept and tolerate as women because a lot of times in our head we make excuses for these men that are abusive abusive emotionally and physically to us we make excuses for them but no more ladies no more making excuses for them because one point in my life i had to tell myself don't save him he don't want to be saved I had to tell myself that because if I didn't, I was going to die. Like I was, I was about to die. The dude was going to kill me. So it's like, wait a minute. I'm trying to help save him, but he trying to kill me. So I'm like, I'm not about to get, I'm not about to die in the process of trying to help him. The devil is a lie. And so the devil will convince you that you can help this person. And it's like, first of all, if this person don't want to be helped. I don't care what they saying out their mouth. Because if they're not showing actions like getting help, either going to counseling or you see actions changing consistently, then they don't want help. And you can't help them. I had to come to that realization myself. Takia, you can't help them. They have to realize for themselves that they need help. Because I'm like this helper personality type of person and I will go to the ends of the earth to help someone and to like just 
pour all myself out to this person so they could be a better person. But in the process, if I'm pouring all my stuff out to this person, but they steady trying to bring me down. They say trying to bring me down that I have to let that person go because they're trying to bring my self-esteem down. They're trying to bring me down as a person. They're trying to literally kill me graveyard dead because they haven't dealt with their inner issues that I cannot help them with. So I'm telling you, ladies, some things only God can do. And I'm not telling you that, like, you may be in a situation where, you know, that this man, like, have just, like, baseline, borderline type things that, like, he's working through these things. Like, I'm not talking about, like, like these (laughs) different, uh, this is not for everybody. I'm talking about the situations where you are, you knowing that sometimes your life is in danger. Your life is in danger. You need to stop talking to this man. If he's raising his voice at you, if he's calling you out of your name, those are beginning signs of anger that's inside of him that will maybe be unleashed on you. So if he calling you out his name, cur- you know, cursing and hollering, don't know how to control himself when y'all get an argument, that's just a lower level that may intensify. Don't make excuses for it because it's like, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, when uh, I was dealing with this young man, every time he would get to this heightened level, he would blame it on me. See, if you would have did this, I wouldn't have did this. So you telling me that, and I'm not talking about I hit him or hit him upside the head, call him bad. No, I'm talking about like just something that I may, may have done. Like one time, one time, y'all. One time, you know, when I was in my sins, y'all, backslidden state now. Remember that backslidden state? When I was in backslidden state, not operating in any, any church positions or professing to be saved. Get that? Um, I would, I made him dinner or whatever. Okay, so he didn't want baked chicken, right? He didn't want baked chicken. I'm like, yeah. So, like, before he came home or whatever, I'm, like, cooking everything. He didn't, he didn't, when he came home, seen baked chicken, flipped the, flipped the pan over and was like, this i don't want this and it was just so angry it was just so rude and it's like hey bro if you didn't like baked chicken like you could be like oh next time just make sure you fry my chicken air fry my chicken grill my chicken but for you to flip over the whole pan after i took my time and made this for you and you did this and let me interject this it is wrong ladies to live with a man that you're not married to Okay, it set you up for failure in marriage. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to marry him later. Absolutely not. God did not tell you to practice before you got married. Like I had said in so many videos, hey, my mind, my mind was gone at this time. And it was like, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do that I think is best for me, but wasn't considering God's way at this time. I had backslid and went walked away from the truth. So it's like... <laughs> All these things was happening to me, but eh, I probably don't get into the worst of it. But I'm going to tell you, this man, and so, and then he be like, but you get mad because I didn't, I, I didn't want my daughter around you. Uh, okay, at this time, they was young, 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 you know, like really young, really young. <laughs> I'm talking about like 
pre younger than preteen, toddler, younger than toddler, I believe. Like that was really young. Like when this happened, I don't even know if I had all of them. But anyway, like, dude, I'm not about to bring my children or anybody around you and how you acting, like, no. And so I don't I can't remember like exactly if my baby was in a house or what. I I may have had my baby, my baby and maybe um one of my um the middle child, but definitely not, definitely not my oldest was around this, um, but they was really, really young, like really, really young, probably like potty train age, and so, but anyway, I'm like, dude, so the aggression, the aggression, um, the rudeness or whatever, it was real, and I was like, you know what, I matter, I matter, my children matter, and like, I didn't want them to grow up in a dysfunctional home like a dysfunctional environment with someone that was out of control like when they get upset they don't know how to talk you know talk to people or you know act towards people express their feelings and so I didn't want my children growing up around somebody that that was like that cursing hollering calling people out their name because my daughter didn't need to know that that was the correct way to talk to a woman my son needed to know that, again, that's not a correct way to handle your emotions or to handle dissatisfaction uh, of something. There's a way that you talk um, to adults and to children, but there's a way that you talk and handle things where it can be in a very, you know, intelligent and you still can get intelligent way. and You can still get your point across, um, and, but you don't have to be so aggressive. And so anyway... Y'all, I hope it don't sound like I'm rambling, but I'm going to go to my notes. But I like to share personal experience because when I come to young women um, and I'm talking to you, it's not from a place of condemnation. It's coming from a place of I've seen this type of dude before. It will not get better. It will get worse. So it's coming from that place. Like I experienced these things and because I've experienced these things, I have wisdom to speak on these things. And guess what you all, I don't suggest you go through certain experiences to gain your wisdom. I was hard headed. And because I went through this process, I now have wisdom to talk to other young ladies uh, and, and, you know, girls about this. But I wish I did not go through that process. I wish it's better to obey, obey your parents, obey godly counsel instead of going through things that you really can't avoid. But anyway, I figured out after studying some time that this man is a narcissist. Um, and so I was like, definitely not going to have my children growing up around him. Um, that's not about to happen. Um, I always, you know, I wanted the best for him. Like I wanted God to really actually save him and deliver him because I know like, Hey, he need deliverance. He need deliverance. But I talked to him about Jesus. First of all, I should have never talked to him in the first place because I I knew better. He was unsaved. Uh, he he didn't know even know nothing. You know, well, he knew something about God, but he didn't give. He wasn't willing to give his life to God at this time. And my life was not in God where it's supposed to be. But uh, I didn't treat people the way he treated people. But anyway, it was like there was some good times. But then when the bad the bad times was not even really that I did anything like hurting him 
It was like he didn't like something I did. It it just could be so simple. Maybe just just so simple um that you would like I wasn't deliberately doing stuff to hurt him or to to re- get the rage up, but when certain things would happen, his rage would come out and I know that was a demon trying to kill me. And so it started out small, small with the you know the um the negative words coming out of his mouth, uh, the cursing and all of that. Um, but then it was like, wow. Then he started doing stuff to show that a, like at any moment, like I could kill you. And so, um, anyway, it was very toxic. He, again, he tried to belittle me. Um, like he really tried to belittle me and say, be like, you know what? Um, Nobody else is going to want you. Nobody's going to want you. You might as well like, um, well, I guess in my mind, my mind transferred that to be, you might as well stay with him because nobody's going to want you. And he kept saying like, like who is going to want, who is going to want someone with three children? Nobody's going, because I have all my children by the same father. Okay. Same father. So it's like, who, who else is going to want you? Like what you going to do? And all of this stuff, he tried to strip me of my self-esteem. Like I said, um, he brought up like, just like, he was just saying like a lot of like negative things about me to like bring me down. So I wouldn't be this better person. So I wouldn't fulfill God's purpose. So I could think that I don't matter. And so he, he would do that. And then sometimes he would come back and maybe apologize, but then same thing when he got mad and all of this stuff like would spur out and then he would just get out of control. And so obviously I have three children. So I went back and forth um, with this because again, um, I want, I really wanted to help him. Like I really wanted to help him, but it was like, I was listening to an interview, I believe last night or the night before, um, I think it was with Leandria Johnson, I believe that's her. Um, and she was like saying like, I am not his savior. And a lot of times us women, we want to try to be the man's savior, but we can't, we can't save him. He have to want to be saved and only Jesus Christ can do that for him. You can help him through situations, but not in the way of you risking your life or your children's life. And so it's it's really deep. Some things I'm going to leave out because one day I'm going to write a book or I'm going to do a women's conference and I'm really going to tell um, more of my story in detail because I want to be face to face with the women when I really tell when I really tell exactly what happened to me in this toxic relationship. But anyway, um, he kept saying that. And so I was like convincing my head that, you know what, I don't want to be married. Um, I don't want to be married. I'm just going to raise my kids because eventually, um, like I said, 15 years ago, I did get out of break free from that bondage. And that was when, um, I began to go to church more here to preach word of God, just sitting in the pew, no positions in the church again, not acting like I was saved and knew I wasn't. And so I, I was not a hypocrite. I just was coming hearing the preach word of God and it took root. And I began to stop talking to him as much. Okay. Stop talking to him. We wasn't living together anymore. I stopped talking to him, only allow him to talk to the children. I didn't want to destroy, um, the relationship 
you know, that he had with the children. I didn't never want to point him, let the children see him in a bad light. So I wasn't telling the children about, you know, like the words he would say or different things. Um, I wouldn't do that. But lo and behold, uh, I may tell some more other stuff, but they seen, um, when they got older and, you know, I allowed us all to meet him somewhere. Um, they seen the type of person he was and I didn't have to say anything because I don't think that you should, um, put your, your, you know, to follow your children down or talk bad and down, you know, about him, uh, to your children. Cause they, I mean, if he's, if he's, <laughs> if he's a bad person, um, they will find out that on their own you don't want to come in between that because your children may resent you for doing that so i always like i was like hey your father is on the phone this and that and the other um and i would not allow them and it's to this day i still would not allow my children to disrespect him um because that is their natural father but and the point the point is women you have to think about yourself and know that you matter because I'm hearing too many stories of women losing their life because they kept going back to this man. Am I condemning you? No. Because like I said, I have three beautiful children by the same toxic man. And again, why? Because I wanted to help him. That was my thing. Got to help him. He's changed. He's changed. And how many stories y'all know with families and women that they died because the, the man convinced them to go back to them? That could hold oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. That could have been me. I could have been dead. My children could have been dead. Because of me. It's 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 your choice, women. You do not have to stay in a toxic relationship. And then even at, at when I was coming out of that, my baby was young. Like she was like a baby. And it's like, what am I to do? I don't have a job. And so women, you never want to be in that situation. That's why I'm like, get married. Don't be living with someone. Don't be dependent on a man. And most women is very independent. They got their own job. The man is living with them, whatever. He was living with me. But at that time, I didn't have a job. And so when I had my daughter, um, so my baby, my youngest daughter. So it was like, hmm, well, what am I to do? He is paying the bills. What am I to do? And it's not like I was using him, but I needed to get out of the situation because any moment now he could kill me because he could go off on any moment. I don't know what planet he on on what day. So it's like, wait a minute. And so I was like, what am I, what am I to do? What am I to do? So I was like, now, Lord, I got, I want to get out of this situation. If you allow me to get out of this situation, I promise you, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. And so that's why y'all see me radical for Christ. Because God delivered me out of horrible pit. I take a leap of faith. It's like jumping up out, jumping up out of a 15-story building. Because that's what I did. Jumped and was like, dude, get out. Had to get the cops involved. Had to do so many things. But I ain't even going to go through it. I ain't going to go through it. But uh, i tell y'all more another day. Because this will take a long time. But um, it was like, okay, he left. 
he got out and then I had to fend for myself with three children, a baby. And God allowed me to find a temporary job. And I had, see, all saints, all saints are not hypocrites. There are some real saints. And God will surround you with the people that you need to help you through this process. And so I thank God for how... I had like a few saints that was able to help me. Like when I got my temp job, I had um, saints, well, a saint or a pair, a couple, a couple, <laughs> a couple. I'm talking about a wife and a, a, um, a wife and a husband that uh, that I trusted for years that watched my child while I went to this temp job. And so went to the temp job. After that, um, I landed a job. God promoted me. I landed a job at the bank and I'm telling y'all, I was just breaking free, breaking free, but God destroyed, God destroyed that soul tie between us because I kept feeling that connection. That's why I kept going back to him. I wanted to help him. I wanted to be with him. I wanted, I wanted to help him. I just felt like, you know, that it, if I was with him, he would get better. Like I can help him, you know, but God was like, you can't help him. You got to leave him to me. And so anyway, I, I got at the bank job. I got, had totally destroyed that soul tie. And I started living for God, started spending more time with God, started building my faith up more in God. And so each time I'm making more and more money. So I'm able to take care of myself again. He's no longer living with me. I'm taking care of myself. And I thank God for it. And then when he was with me, I was in an apartment but now I'm in a house, which I've been in this house for about 11 years now. Okay, about 11 years now. So I'm telling you, ladies, you got to take that leap of faith. If you're in a situation where um, you're not working, he's providing most of the things. Get you a job. Ask God to lead and guide you on what to do and how to do. But don't stay in no toxic situation. Even if you have to go back to your parents' house. Even if you have to do that. Do it. If it's somebody close to you and you can go, trust me. Yeah? You're going to be, you might feel embarrassed. You might feel shame. But guess what? You alive and your children is alive. Because it's too many women dying. Dying. And their children. Because they wanted to help a man. They felt like the man changed. And I'm telling you, this man still haven't changed. And it's been 15 over 15 years ago, man still haven't changed. So I'm telling you, you can do all you can do to help somebody, but they got to want help themselves. They have to see that they have a problem and make steps so they can get help. To this day, I pray that he will develop a relationship with Jesus so he can live an abundant life. And so he can have a, some type of relationship with his children so they can know him. So we have to know... We're going back over 15 years ago, women. And I thank God because I enjoy my life. I'm still a single mom, but I enjoy my life because I'm not about to take disrespect. I'm not about to put my life in jeopardy or my children's life in jeopardy. I matter. And I get that through my head. I matter. And so, and then the devil will try to play tricks on you and be like, you let the devil use you all these years. You was in this relationship all these years. Like, what good are you to God? What good are you to God? And God will begin to speak to me, 
I'm going to use you for my glory. I'm going to use you for my glory. And then he told me some specific things that he would begin to do. I began to see dreams of me speaking to people. Like behind a, behind a podium. Years, y'all, years ago, I began to see visions of me speaking to people. I'm, this is before that I really was speaking. Because I used to be shy. and Not shy, but I, I didn't like speaking in front of a lot of people. Let me say it like that. But God had showed me these visions. I'm like, what are you showing me? And so... God will use you for your glory. You matter to God. I don't care if you're a single mom and you have different children fathers. You matter to God. Don't let these men continue to use your body. No. Practice abstinence from sex. Get out of that toxic relationship. You don't deserve negative treatment. You don't deserve that. And and listen, you have to speak this. You have to believe it, you have to know it, and you have to live accordingly. Because I wasn't living accordingly to the fact that I matter. I'm trying to take care of him, but he was trying to kill me. Because it's like, really? Why? I'm trying to do everything I can to make your life better, but you want to kill me? Oh my gosh, y'all, this is like ridiculous. And so, like, over 15 years ago, like, I would let him use my car. I was one of them type women. Over 15, it probably was about 20-ish years ago. Yeah, 20, about 20 or more years ago. I would let him use my car, drop me off at work, and let him use my car. I was one of them crazy type of women. And you want to kill me? Nothing was ever good enough for him. And then, when, like I said, everything was my fault. My fault. If, again, if y'all. So I wasn't living accordingly to I matter. No. Uh-uh. I don't just need somebody for sexual relations. That's not good enough. No. What else do you bring to the table? Are you going to treat me like a queen? So that's why I'm saying like, and I treated him like a king. So that's the point. It's like I'm not asking or expecting something that I wasn't giving or more. Like I sacrificed a lot for him. And then it's like he tried to make me feel bad because I grew up in a two-parent home. Grew up in a church with people, you know, with my parents supporting me, caring about me, loving me. And he tried to make me feel bad for that. You got your parents to help you out. That's good. That's called a support system. And so he would, I mean, it got really terrible. And so I'm going to say, oh, this is my book one day, y'all. But anyway, invite, hey, invite me to your church. Invite me to conferences. I don't mind speaking, especially on domestic violence and lifting up women. Because some things, women, we cannot take. We cannot tolerate. We have to cut it off at the root. And this relationship started nice. and I, But I should have noticed some tracks of it. Because it was like, it was like, not, I don't know the word for it, but, um, I was always with him because this is my college years. Is I met him my freshman year of college. So I was always with him. I was always with him. And then when somebody else, a dude or whatever, looked at me, then he got mad at me. What? So anyway, and then it's it just too much. And so I'm telling y'all, you, 
you'll see warning signs. If you choose to ignore the warning signs, that's going to be on you. But I'm trying to bring knowledge and wisdom to you on tonight to get out if you're in a toxic relationship. Because I know if I didn't get out when I did, I would not be talking to you today. See, Satan, he know I had purpose. And that's why I try to take me out. Because I was going to make sure that I lift up the name of Jesus and help save others. Even though it was directed the wrong way when I backslid because I was trying to help save him. And I wasn't even saved at this point because I had left Christ. It was directed in the wrong way, but it was it was in me to help save others. And so now uh, my mouth is loud and I am trying to pull people out the fire. But it's like, hey, if you're trying to pull me in the fire, now I'm not going to be able to help pull you out. <laughs> so I'm trying to help pull people out the fire because I know how it feels to be in the fire. I know how it feels to be lost. I'm like, my mind was lost because not because I knew, I mean, before I knew the way. But it's like saying like some things I can't even remember. And some things I do, and I'll be like, stupid, stupid, stupid. How could you let the devil use you like this? Because in my mind, now I'm like, ain't no way. <laughs> but women, that's how God would change your life. Because that, you're not even attracted to it. Like, when I see them men, I'm like, no, no. This man, this man right here is toxic. Girl, you need to leave him alone. But anyway, I'm not even attracted to that kind of man anymore. No, you ain't about to kill me and take me out. Uh, uh, uh. So you got to know, first of all, ladies, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. That's found in Psalms 139, 14, 16 through 18. I will give thanks and praise to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. Your eyes have, your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your, and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me. In your book was written all the days appointed for me when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. So God have your, you matter. God have your life mapped out. You just got to obey. You just got to follow the plan of God. You matter. So certain roads that you take might've been your fault. Now, even now I'm not talking about drastic childhood things that happened to you. You didn't have control over that. Because there's still demonic forces working in, in the world. That don't mean God, that was God's plan for you to have traumatic childhood experiences. No. I'm saying if you follow the plan of God, you will be blessed. Okay? How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they will outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Psalms 139, 14, 16 through 18. How precious are your thoughts? God's, God's thoughts towards us is precious. I don't care what he say. I don't care what she say. You better think about what God's saying. His thoughts towards you is precious. He has a, he created you on purpose. You have a purpose. I matter. I'm going to get personal. I matter. I have a purpose. 
I was created by God. You have to know this. None of us had the same fingerprint. That's because all of us are different. And I matter. What I bring to the world, nobody else can. Then I had to think about my children. This is why I matter. Because I was purpose with training them up in the ways of holiness. Now, if I would allow this man to kill me, they probably still would got trained up in a way of holiness. But I'm not in a picture. And now they have to deal with their mother dying. Dying from the hands of, of somebody, somebody at the noon. That won't make sense. They have to live with this fact. And that will cause them trauma. So you have to think about this. Listen, I matter. And my kids are attached to me. So I, when I say I, they're attached to me. So they matter too. And I cannot put myself in a situation where I can leave this earth and somebody else is raising my kids. No, God created me to raise my children. He put in me what I needed to raise my children. And nobody can raise my children like me. They might think they know, but they can't raise my children like me. And so that's why I'm like, God, I'm the parent. And God told me to train them in a way they should go. So when they, oh, they will not depart from the truth. They not. And I thank God for how like my oldest daughter, she's choir director at our church, doing a great job. And I thank God for how I turned my life around because I matter. It's no telling how her life would have been and then find out how I died. How her life would have been today if I didn't turn my life around or if I kept messing around with toxic dudes, how her life would have been. Maybe she would have thought that mess is okay. And it's not. And so I don't like the fact, you know, that she grew up without her biological father or father, period. But I do like the fact that God was like, you know what? I'm going to have grace on you, Takia. And her grandfather is a father figure in her life. And I thank God for that. But listen, it would have been way worse. So what I do matter. What I do matter. Because my, no, I tell my girls, no, don't you dare let no man disrespect you. If he cannot respect you, he needs to be alone. He don't need to be with you. You don't supposed to be around somebody that is tearing you down. Physically, emotionally, whatever. Never. Don't be around a man like that. Because if that's the guy, he don't love you. If he have to tear you down, he don't love himself and he don't love you. You don't have tolerance for that kind of man. And I tell my children, I don't go into detail about what the father did, but I tell my children, be careful. Seek God. You save, you need to be waiting on God for somebody that's saved. But we're going to go on. Um, God loves me. The Bible says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave. Like, see, you see God is giving things. When he shows he loves you. So I have no, I, I don't be want to hear these men that be talking about they love somebody. But what are you willing to give up for me? Okay, because <coughs> we're going to get to, Bible say that the husband supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church. And don't say the wife 
It say your husband's supposed to love you as Christ loved the church and gave and gave himself for it. So what is you giving up? One thing needs to be that pride. But anyway, um, Christ, when love is shown, you're giving of yourself to this person unconditionally. So God, I was like, when I read, hey, God loves me. I don't have to stay in this relationship because it was hurtful to me that I went, when I really came to myself, that I went back on God. But it was like, I'm not going to stay in sin because God would speak to me. Like I say, in dreams and everything. And, and to my, he would speak in my spirit and I could feel him. And I'm like, and I feel him like speaking in my spirit. And it was like, God, like, I love you. And so, and then the scripture backs it up. So when the devil be like, nobody loves you, God loves you. God loves you no matter what you done, who you done it with, how long you been in a backslidden state. God loves you. And he like, come home, come home, my child, come home. And so we can't listen to the devil lies. We can't listen to the devil lies. I matter to God. I matter to God. So God loves me. He has a purpose for me. Again, I uh, I went, God took me to the scripture in Jeremiah 1, 4 and 5. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my child. Woo, I can shout right there. Let me say it again. Now, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. Before you was formed in your mother's womb, God approved you as his chosen instrument. God began to speak these things to me. So it's like, yeah, you did all of this bad stuff. But before I formed you, this was the purpose that I had for you. It have not changed. This what you was created to do. Walk in your purpose. Hallelujah. Walk in your purpose. I don't care what he say again. I don't care what she say again. You better do what God said. And he said, before you was formed, I know you. I knew you. And approve you as my chosen instrument. It don't matter if people don't cho- choose you. People will continue to hold you in your past. People will continue to talk about you. People will continue to not support you. But you got to know that God has chosen you. And he, what? Approved of you. I was like, hey, long as God approved of me, I don't care who rejects me. And I'm telling you, when you bold in your calling like this, the, the soft chickens, the sugary, sugary folk, they're going to fall off. Because they're going to be like, hey, that's pride. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But when you know what God has called you to do, it's not pride. It's confidence in who God made you to be. And see, that's why a lot of people losing their mind. That's why a lot of people have depression because they talking down on themselves and they don't know who God has called you to be. So if you around people that don't want you to celebrate who God has called you to be, separate yourself from their company. Because you don't need to be depressed. You need to know that you matter. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, you mess up on God. You out here sinning freely and know what you doing. No, you just out here sinning freely. 
And don't think that's wrong. No, no, no. That's wrong. But you still, if you is out here sinning for you and you want to come back to God and repent, God will forgive you. And you got to remember before you was created, God ordained you. God chose you as his instrument. He approved of you. So it don't matter what other people may bring up in your past. That don't matter. You have came back even in that last night. If you repent tonight, last night is your past. So they can hold whatever they want to, but God ain't holding you. So it's time to repent and come to God. Hallelujah. And so I'm telling y'all, I am not. You can't be beholden to these people. Because I promise you, if I wasn't confident in who God made me to be, people that call themselves religious, people that call themselves saved, I would have been fell away if I, God have not, if God didn't speak in my spirit, if God wasn't constantly encouraging me, I would have been walked away, walked away. But you have to know who God's called you to be because I don't care the people that is closest to you may be the main ones that is not building you up, but you can't Give up on God because what these people is misrepresenting God. You got to know the scriptures for yourself. You got to know God for yourself. And when God called me out, I was like, you know what? I'm going back to get those ones that had went astray and that scared to come back and face the people. Face the people. If God has cleansed you, God told you to come back. You repent. You, you trying to live your life. Christ, you better come up in that church building and praise God like you know. You better live the life that God has called you to live. Because then it's even down Jeremiah. It was like, don't be afraid of their faces. You better speak what I done told you to speak. And so I don't care. I was, I once was in a backslidden state, but now I'm not. And God's like, I'm going to use you to speak my word. I'm not saying preach. I'm going to use you to speak my word. And that's what I'm going to continue to do in the face of the enemy, in the face of the naysayers. I'm going to speak God's word. So y'all got to know who you are. You got to know that God approved of you. Because if you're not confident in God approved of you, you will allow the rejection of people to take you back to a bad place. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. And it's like sometimes the cares of this life will be on you so strong because I know the feeling. The cares of this life was on me. And be on me so strong. But then when you go around people that claim to be saved, they, they're not encouraging they're not supporting. They, they, they just act like they blind. And so you like, man, I know I'm doing what God called me to do. So you got to go on though. You got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Because see, say and know if you fully operate in your purpose, you are a threat to his kingdom. So he's going to bring people that's either weak in their faith or demonically influenced or demonically possessed to you to get you off your steadfastness. Or he will use the cares of his life. And you just like, oh, forget it. Everywhere I go, it's a problem. I got pressure in the church building, pressure at home, pressure at school, pressure everywhere. Where can I get some encouragement and support? But God said, Takiya, I am with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Glory to God. I am in you. I am for you. And so when, when God began to comfort me in this way, yes, God, I will continue to do your word. And then 
y'all, what really shows me that I matter is that sometimes I get DMs. Thank y'all if y'all listen to me. I get DMs like saying, you know what, what you said, like really encouraged me or it blessed me. Or I'll go to school and my students will give me a note or my students will say different things or or just it'll come. And it's like that just encouraged me even more. But I already got the encouragement for God. Like, go ahead, my daughter, go ahead. But then God will show me that what I am doing is effective to keep doing it. Because it's like people, it's like you... <laughs> Oh, people like you should do it like this. You should do you. I'm not about to tell nobody. No, let nobody tell me how to walk in my calling, what God has called me to do, because He put the word in my mouth. Hallelujah! And so I thank God for how who God has called me to reach. I'm reaching. So y'all have to know and become. I matter is not is not getting caught up in pride because yes, God can move you out the way when you do get caught up in pride and think it's about you. And I'm talking about like you trying to take God's glory. I'm not taking God's glory because I know He the one who called me out the horrible pit. He the one giving me strength every day to face the challenges that I have to face every day. He's the one that's speaking through me. So I will not take God's glory. It's all about God. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, you got to surround yourself with people that's going to build you up in the faith. And it might be one person. It might be two people. And if you ever have a situation where there's nobody, you better know that you was called by God. You better know that you was fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And he put in you what you need to succeed in this life, naturally and spiritually. He put in you what you need to succeed in your purpose and calling. So it's no excuse, y'all. We can't give up on God because he never gave up on us. I always think when I was in that horrible pit, when I walked away from the truth, he was still with me because I could have died. But in that time, he showed me myself. Tequila, you need to get yourself together. Tequila, you need to get stronger in me. And in this time, I'm figuring out, you know what? I was created for a greater purpose than showing up in the church building every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I was created for a greater purpose than that. What I'm learning at this church is put in me, putting it, the, making deposits in me so I can go out, go out into the world and be a witness and be an example by lifestyle and my speech. Glory to God. And I, maybe I should say life by my life and my speech. So I'm going to go on because I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited, y'all. I'm, I'm getting excited. Okay, so it's saying, ooh, I love this part. Before I form you in the womb, it haven't changed. You still got a perfect purpose before i formed you in the womb i knew you and approved every time i see that and approved of you as my chosen instrument and before you were born and before you were born i consecrated you to myself as my own i have appointed you as a prophet to the nation i belong to god that's why i matter it's not no natural work i done done i belong to god he so loves me. He approves of me. He has chosen me. So I matter. I don't care what man reject me. See, see, women, you got to get confident in God. I don't care what man. Just because they can't see all his glory. I was created for his glory. They, they, they can't see. You think that I'm going to get mad or depressed because they can't see all the beauty inside and out. That's their problem. I was chosen by God. I was appointed by God. So, oh, oh, I was approved by God. So, 
if a man that that's on him because he obviously is i'm not his wife i'm not his wife so it's fine and dandy so you got you got to know who you are in christ you got to know that god approves of you he loves you he approves of you before you was born, I don't care what you have done in the past. If you come to God and surrender and ask him to forgive you of your sins, fill you with the Holy Ghost, God will cleanse you from all its unrighteousness. God will restore you. He'll begin to lead and guide you into all truth. He'll begin to show you your purpose. You'll begin to walk in purpose. You'll begin to live for him. I'm not saying you might not make mistakes, but when you make mistakes, you're like, oh Lord, I am sorry. Help me not to ever do that again. God will give you the power to recognize things before it happens. And then you won't get yourself involved. God will give you that spirit of discernment. So I'm telling y'all, you got to lean and depend on the Lord. You got to lean and depend on the Lord. And so I'm about, I'm trying not to go through an hour, but my God. So I'm just going to say two quick stories in the Bible, women. God used Rahab the harlot. In the Bible, you say Rahab the harlot. So that's why I'm saying it don't matter like how bad your sins that you think it is. God used Rahab the harlot. And the Bible specifically mentioned she was a harlot so people would know that God would use who he want to use. And, and he saved her. He used Rahab the harlot to hide the spies. Like when they came to spy out the land, they sent spies over to um, Jericho to spy out the land. Because God was about to destroy this land. Okay? And so, sent spies over. Rahab hid the spies. Alright? And then God used her to save her family. So, instead of... Because she and her family would have got destroyed. Because God was like, uh-uh. He was destroying Jericho. But because she hid the spies, her, her and her family was saved. And it is said that she is in the lineage of Jesus. Now, some people argue that that this is not the Rahab, but whatever. Um, Rahab, some people say she was, some people say she wasn't. But however, Rahab did a lot of things and God used her to hide those spies and saved her and her family. Glory to God. Now, the woman at the well. The woman at the well was a Samaritan, okay? Uh, Jews didn't normally interact with Samaritans. They didn't. But Jesus said in John 4 and 4, and he must need, I mean, the Bible say, and he must needs go through Samaria. So Jesus made a special trip. Jesus made a special trip to go through Samaria. And at this time, like they will avoid Samaria because they didn't want to interact with the Samaritans. But Jesus like, the Bible say he must needs go through Samaria. And this lady, first of all, okay, keep in mind, again, she was a Samaritan. People didn't use, the Jews didn't usually interact with them. But she's like, uh-uh, I got to make a special trip to Samaria. And look at, look at this lady. This lady had five husbands. And the one she was living with now was not her husband. Jesus told her this. And she was like, like, like how? How did he know that? And then he revealed to her who he was. Like, he's Jesus. He's the Messiah. And so he was offering her. Then he began to, you know, he was offering her the living water. The living water. Okay? The living water. And that is what I'm encouraging y'all on today. The living water. We are. The living water is what you need. Because everything else, like, if you look for it in 
a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a fiance, uh, um, drugs, liquor, partying, clubbing, sex, money, success, all of this, you're going to still come up empty because you don't got Jesus, the source of the living water. Hallelujah. And so you need, I need the living water. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive Jesus in your life so you'll begin to have that abundant life, that eternal life, that you will be able to not thir- be thirsty for a man and sex and, and, and drugs and liquor and partying in life and all of this stuff and more money and more... It's okay to have money. I ain't saying that. But I'm saying you're going after it and you're still empty. And so he offered her this. And he she began to testify to the townspeople about what Jesus had told her. Because it's like, how do you know that I have five husbands and the one that I'm not with is not my husband? So this lady was deep in sin and had a lot of issues going on because why you got five? Why did you have five husbands? One you live with. So Jesus came and the one you live with, excuse me, is not your husband. So Jesus, and he said he must needs go. So that's why I don't look down on nobody in no situation because, hey, God, if you hear me, God is speaking to you on tonight. You got a purpose. God want to use you. And he is offering you salvation on tonight. A close, intimate relationship with him so you can stop thirsting for the wrong stuff. He will fill you up. And it's okay if you get thirsty for him and hunger for him. Because the Bible says you will be filled. So it's always like I got to have more of Jesus. I have to have more of Jesus. And since I want more of Jesus, I don't desire I don't desire to go after a man. I don't desire to go after sex. I don't desire to go after drugs, drugs, partying, and all of this. I don't desire that. Yes, I desire a spouse, and he's coming. My Holy Ghost, fire up, fine husband, he's coming. But anyway, um, I don't desire so much that I go after it and hurt myself in the process. I'm seeking God and being led of the spirit. So anyway, she began to tell the townspeople, like, come see a man. Let me get, let me see if I wrote it on this part. Yes, 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 yes. I wrote it. It said, then the woman, like after he, after she had told, after Jesus told her about the living water and told her about herself, (laughs) um, the woman left her water jar and went into the city and began telling the people, come see a man who told me all the things that I have done. Can this be the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed John 4, 28 through 29. So she began to testify. See, that's how I am. Since God delivered me out of a toxic relationship, pulled me out of a horrible pit. You think I'm going to keep my mouth shut? Absolutely not. Because God wants to save. God wants to heal. And the only way he can do that is to use people. He will speak to you directly, but he will use people to tell you about his greatness, his goodness, his delivering power. So that's what I'm doing on the night. Now, it said, now many Samaritans from that city believed in him and trusted him as savior because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me all the things that I have done. So they began to believe. See, that's why it's power in your testimony that's why we can't shut up we got to spread what god has done in our lives and be unashamed about it so she began to testify and so then they began to believe and trust in god 
Okay. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked, um, how they asked him to remain with them. And he stayed there two days. Many more, woo, many more believed in him with a deep abiding trust because of his word, his personal message to them. So many more believe because now Jesus is speaking directly to him. So that is our job to point others to Jesus. When I'm, when I'm on here tell, telling you my testimony, I'm being a witness to the power of God in my life. And then when you have a personal experience with God, you're like, Hey, I know Jesus is real. Hallelujah. So then it say many more believed in him with a deep abiding trust because of his word, his personal, his personal message to them. And they told the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you say. We no longer believe just because of what you say. For now we have heard him for ourselves. And now with confident assurance that this one is truly the same. Oh, hallelujah. Of all the world. John 4, 39 through 42. So now they seen Jesus for themselves. They heard the message and now they are convinced that this is the savior. So that is why with our lives, with what we say, our, what we say, no, the lives we live cannot condemn what we say. We got to be about this life. If you holy, if God delivered you, there should be a dynamic change. Because with the Holy Ghost come power. So if they see that, hey, you change, then you begin to testify about God. Then you pointing them to God. And they're like, wait, let me see God for myself. God begin to manifest himself to them. They begin to have personal relationship. Oh, yes. I know God is real. I know the Holy Ghost is real. Because guess what? It changed my life. It brought conviction to me. Like they go, you invite them to your church. They begin to hear the word of God from the preacher. The word of God bring conviction. Like, oh, this is real. This is different. Oh, this is real. This is different. I feel that I need to change. I, I, I feel, I feel something is happening inside. And so then they begin to seek God and cry out to him and then receive the Holy Ghost for themselves. Look at God. So I'm telling y'all, we got, we have to, we have to, we have to live the life. Because I'm saying, I know God delivered me and I'm not out, I'm not out here having sex. I'm not dating men, multiple men. No, not dating. Because I told y'all that when my husband comes, that's going to be my date. And then it's just going to go on from there. So I'm not out here with the casual dating, with the having sex and, and masturbating and all of this mess. No, I thank God for how... And masturbating, sorry, that never was in my, uh, that wasn't in my life, <laughs> but I'm not bringing nobody down. I'm just saying that was a part of my life and masturbating is wrong as well because you practicing self-sex, but we, you know, we ain't going to go on cause I'm trying to get to my hour. I'm trying not to go over my hour. So, um, anyway, we have to show God's living power. If you say you say you still shouldn't be shaking your butt up in the club. You should, should not be doing that. You shouldn't be cursing folk out. You shouldn't have a nasty attitude because God changed your life. So we, again, I said this on my other video, we are God's billboard. We represent Jesus. Let us not be a false representation of who Jesus is. And if you make a mistake or do something, hey, this wasn't God's fault. This was me. 
So you need to be honest with yourself and honest with other people. But anyway, God is calling. God is calling you on today. I'm going to end this. But give your life to God and believe it, receive it, and say, I matter. I matter. And you also, again, speak it, believe it, know it, live accordingly. I matter. I matter to God. I matter to myself. I matter to others. I matter to me. Well, y'all have a blessed, blessed night. Peace out.